0: but the director is david lich or L- L- lit or lit like and then i looked it up and it's david L- 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 Licht late licked i don't know he's it's like a german name or something in a world where you only have trailers and posters to judge a movie, Jim and Ted strike out to answer the age-old question,
1: Will you
0: see it? Hello Ted, it is episode one eighty eight and you are back from the wars. <laughs> so you were in Florida last week and we yes. did not record and uh, how'd that go? How was the flight? And I heard uh, you had food poisoning.
1: Yeah, you know, I was I'm 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 usually pretty adventurous on the food and, and I and I liken my stomach to a, a cast iron cauldron, you know, like I think I can I can handle a lot of stuff. Right. Um but the gator got me.
0: Oh you had some you had some
1: alligator. I was at Gator Joe's, and, I, and everyone was like, "Ooh, you should try the Gator, Try the Gator, so sure, let's try the gator. It was fine, tasted fine, everything seemed fine, but you know you're you're eating alligator on the middle of a lake, you know in what felt like ninety degree <laughs> weather, so
0: I don't know, just humid, huh?
1: Yeah, it was so humid, so everything and i the I, Gator was the only thing I had different from the other people. At, at lunch that day
0: yeah yeah
1: and then i went back went back to the hotel and i was just like doubled over and i was like oh and i thought oh, oh oh i have covid i got covid and then and then i tested tested negative
0: so it was going up it was going down or you had the scutters going both ways uh it was it was it it made it all the way through
1: and i thought that was i thought that was okay and then every six twelve hours i'm like i gotta try to Drink something, try to get a little Gatorade, a little Pedialyte or something.
0: You're like, I got to try to th- drink something, get me an IPA. <laughs> <laughs> so Speaking of which, we'll get back to that. Let's do some beer really quick. Oh, yeah, let's do that. And then we'll get rocking. So um, I'll jump in really quick here and then you could do your beer and then I'll do my beer. Okay. So last night, this it's Saturday, we're recording, Right. Uh, March 5th, and we were going to record last night, Friday, March 4th, and then you had something come up, so Clarissa and I had a pirate ale. Oh, nice, yeah. A Belgian pirate ale, it's a triple, 10.5%, so nice. that was just a shout out uh, to that. Ale and, uh, you know, honorable mention, but uh, what do you have tonight?
1: (laughs) I have a, it's called, I did it my way. It's a faction brewing and Alvarado street Imperial session IPA. And you're going to beat me on the ABV this week, but that's okay.
0: I don't know. Maybe what do you have?
1: I got a 6.2. Ooh,
0: I think it's a push. (laughs) So I have a Der Schwartzbach. Oh, from the case, from the Yeah, and the it beer. is a 6.2. Okay, so here's what we're... Oh, nice. So the tiebreakers, the IBUs, which Uh-oh. I know you got me. So mine's 14 IBU. Uh, mine doesn't even say
1: IBU on it. Let me see if it's got it on the side.
0: I mean, a Session IPA, you're at least 50, I would think.
1: But it doesn't always have the I- IBUs listed. I might have to look it up.
0: Yeah, but otherwise we're a push. So, oh, that's a nice. We're a push on the ABV. We can have. That's a nice amber color there.
1: Nice tie. Oh, man, that's that is dark. That's
0: dark. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, it smells really nice, too. So I'm looking forward to that head going down. Yours looks good. I like the glass. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm.
1: Bitey, bitey for a Sessions IPA.
0: Uh, looking at the week, so you were in Florida for how long?
1: I was in Florida for like four or five days. It was just you know helping family out down there.
0: Yeah, and where? Uh, what? What? Like what city or what? What? So
1: I flew into Jacksonville. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, and then I drove from Jacksonville. I drove a car. Like I had to like steer and and control my speed and everything on the fr- on the freeway to get to Ocala. No
0: idea where that is.
1: It's in the center. It's like near. Oh, okay. Orlando, but it's kind of way, you know, it's kind of like just in the middle. And then to kind of small town, Florida. Yeah. And then to Tampa. So, you know, where Tampa is. So I drove from Jacksonville to Tampa.
0: Yeah. My mom's in Fort Myers. Probably. Oh, OK. I don't know. What is that? An hour and a half south, I think, of Tampa. Something like that. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Two.
1: So, yeah, so I was like, you know, I tried to rent a Tesla when I was over there, and the, all the <laughs> Teslas are all, you know, rented out.
0: You're like, how can <laughs> I drive gas?
1: <laughs> I don't care about the gas. I just like the self-driving, you know? Oh, I doubt
0: they're they're renting self-driving.
1: Well, they're going to they're have their freeway self-driving. You think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, it was funny. So I, I rented a Nissan Kicks, uh, which is like a mini SUV. Right. And uh, and it had adaptive cruise control. So I was like I had to steer, but I put on the cruise control. And as I came into, like, you know, a little heavier traffic, the car slowed down. And I was like, oh, Oh, okay, that's 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 nice. You know, that's at least something. Um,
0: So it recognizes there's like objects in front of you, whether it's cars or people or whatever. Traffic,
1: you know, you could set a max. Yeah. And then if you if you hit a little patch of traffic, it'll slow down.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and then you came back, and anything exciting? I know, you, like, last night you had some Audrey last-minute school thing.
1: Yeah, well, Audrey, you know, she, she sprung on us that some of her friends were in some choir recital thing. You know? Oh, <laughs> she's okay. She's like, I want to go to my friend's recital stuff. And we're like, okay. No biggie, you know, no biggie. Not, not a big deal. But then she's like, you know, I just said to her, I said, find out when it's over like you know we're we're about half an hour away you know like i don't i don't want you hanging out there after it's over you know and then call me and say you know oh come and get me and then i you know left you for half an hour outside or something you know
0: yeah yeah in the brutal la winter so i said find out
1: <laughs> Ah, no, just dark, you know, nine thirty, ten o'clock at night. <laughs> no, I know. Um, I know. I said, find out when it's over. Find out when it's over. And she's like, okay, okay, okay. So she kept saying it'll it'll be over at nine o'clock. So I was like, oh, what's the worst that could happen? I could be over at nine, nine thirty, you know, whatever. So I head down uh, to be there for for nine o'clock. And then she sends me the program, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, uh, this is the whole second act is done. So I get there, and there's still intermission. So I'm like, uh At 9 o'clock, they still have another hour and a piece, you know, to go... So
0: well, Ted. I'll say though, man. Since we didn't record last night, uh-huh. I think I was in bed at nine thirty. <laughs> I was, I
1: was in my, I was in the Tesla watching Netflix and uh, and waiting for her to get out. Okay, <laughs> so okay. That was, that was, you know, at least you have the the entertain entertainment system in there. So
0: yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I have one for you to watch in in the Tesla. I think you'll, okay. you'll enjoy it. It was it, when we get to what we're watching. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, how about you? How was your week? Yeah, you know, like everyone, I think we'd be remiss if we didn't, uh, you know, say we, were, we weren't we were watching the horrors taking place in Ukraine. Yep, yep. You know, so, I mean, there is that. But aside from all that, I mean, you know, I think a show like this, you know, we could kind of take a break from, you know, reality for a little while. Yes. And have some fun and talk about things. But on a brighter note, I had my first colonoscopy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah it was you know i mean drinking the milkshake as i call it i mean that was a horror show that was just terrible how does it how does that work because i, I now they're, they're starting to bug me now they're like oh it's time to schedule you're to be on the schedule so you you drink the drink so you don't eat all day and that's fine right. you know i mean you're a little hungry i think some of it was like not eating was a little annoying because some of it wasn't even that I was hungry, but it's like the habit of eating. Yes. You know, go into your mouth with like <laughs> food, you know, like whether it's <laughs> snack food or dinner food. Um, I won't say I wasn't hungry at times, but, you know, I, I kept my energy output a little low. I just kind of sat on the sofa. I'd watch some stuff. I read, Um, you know, I just did things that just wasn't really moving a lot, I guess.
1: Lower. Yeah. Lower calo- caloric burns.
0: Yeah, exactly. And then at five, you drink the jug of stuff. You know, you mix it with water. I mixed it in the morning so it sat in the fridge. I'm like, colder is better, you know. <laughs> was that, did that work? Was it, was it better? So let me, I'll get to that. <laughs> so five o'clock, you drink a glass every 10 minutes. Sounds like a drinking game. Oh, it's horrible. <laughs> and you drink the first half gallon So it's roughly five glasses. Uh And then five hours before the procedure, for me, was 4.30 in the morning. You drink the next five glasses. And uh, it's like uncanny water. (laughs) So, (laughs) like, if, if molasses... If you think of it as a viscosity of like, say, a hundred. Right. Is like molasses. Right. It's just barely pours. And water would be like a one. Right. This was like a seven or something. Right. So it's not super viscous. But it's slightly thicker than water. So it's like this uncanny valley of water. <laughs> and there's really no taste. But I put in this lemon powder stuff, which. Like Crystal Light or something? Or is it like. a? Uh, it's just like a flavoring. Yeah. OK. And it was like in the gallon. It was barely a half. a. It was like a, the size of the pack was like. Parmesan cheese you get for pizza, right? It's like those little packets. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was barely anything, but it added like a little hint of lemon to it, which was okay. But you're chugging it, right? Mm -hmm. And you're hungry and everything. And you start like shivering from the inside out because it was in the fridge all day. (laughs) I'm like wrapped in blankets and like my skin was warm, but like I'm shivering. It was so weird. Well, anyway, you know, then there's the whole toilet thing I'll avoid. (laughs) 430 in the morning you start over and I got I'm like I'm just plowing through screw that every 10 minutes yeah I'm just gonna get it over with yeah so I drink three in a row (laughs) and I mean I'm ready to vomit right yeah so because it's just so much liquid (laughs) so I'm like all right I'll wait I have time I'll wait like 20 minutes for the next one right so I down about half the fourth wait about five minutes I down the second half of the fourth and then the fifth is right down the sink <laughs> oh you, like, you I couldn't do it you couldn't I couldn't do it man I was ready to just barf you know <laughs> um I was cleaned out though so that that was no big deal it didn't matter I was I was clean as a whistle uh but the procedure itself believe it or not simple did you wake up I was awake the whole time I watched it the whole time Ugh, I don't want to be awake No, you know what's weird, though? I I, I, I shouldn't say I was awake the whole time. I might have been in and out, but I do remember a good majority of it. (laughs) So that's like me watching movies. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I was watching it, so I was watching a movie. No, but the weird thing is, though. You know, you're there Mm -hmm. and like lickety split, it's over. And I'm like, oh, wow, that was quick. And they said it was about 30 minutes. Oh, okay. (laughs) And I mean, it may as well have been 30 seconds. That's like how quick it was. It was like or three hours. (laughs) No, I'm saying it's like you're you're alert enough to know what's going on, to see it, to, you know, to whatever, whatever it is. Right. But your perception of time just vanishes. What was
1: what was what were the what were the what were the twilight uh, drugs? Did they did they tell you? I think you were you and Ann you and
0: Anne were talking. Yeah, it was fentanyl and something else. Oh, okay. So I was like Michael Jackson. Versed was it Versed? Uh, you know, it it might I I don't I'd have to ask Clarissa. She would probably know
1: because the Versed the Verset is like a, a memory eraser too. Yeah,
0: no, I have. I, I mean, I still have memory of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was super simple. The procedure, the toilet part of it, no big deal. You know, it it is what it is. But Br- bring your iPad. <laughs> But drinking, like being hungry, eh, okay, you know, you could go a day without eating. But man, drinking that stuff was was that was terrible.
1: <laughs> it's always the worst. The 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 because and and did it too. The prep,
0: yeah, the prep is the worst. The prep and the not eating. Yeah, I started at a hundred and sixty seven. When we left for the hospital, I was one sixty. I (laughs) I think a lot of it was dehydration, though, because, you know, like in your hands, you know, you can see like your veins pop or whatever and. They were so flat and they weren't even there. Like oh. I was just dehydrated, you know and so you you, you your weight
1: loss was in your actual fluids.
0: <laughs> yeah oh I mean there was th- I, w- I was uh, it's amazing how much uh, weight you carry with you daily. <laughs>
1: you know what I mean. When somebody says I'm full of crap, I'm like, I know I yeah know. oh <laughs> yeah, I, I was
0: full of shit. But yeah, get it done. No big deal. I had three benign polyps. Oh, awesome. Congrats and uh so i I go back to follow up three weeks from from like soon, you know, yeah, um, so it's either five years or ten years, but th- what I was reading on the the handout he gave me it looks like ten years that's great, and uh yeah, no, I mean it's you know, I'm glad I went, I'm glad I got it done, um, they were benign, no big deal, so yeah we're we're good,
1: all right, get it done, everybody, and me first i gotta i gotta I gotta call them back now, they're calling me like every other
0: day now, I think and it's one of the cancers. That are like pure preventable, avoidable, yeah, and uh, yeah, and and can be corrected and fixed. But I mean, you know, if you wait too long and you don't take care of it, what did you
1: say? Forty five is
0: the new age. Forty five, yeah. I mean, I I scheduled it like right at the start of COVID, not because of COVID. I mean, I had it scheduled, and then COVID strikes. Nobody, nobody knew. (laughs) Nobody knew we were at the start of COVID. At the start of COVID, exactly. (laughs) And that's when they closed down all like the elective procedure type stuff. Right, right. They don't, they don't. gotta. So then, you know, I just had to get it in now. So you know, now I got it in. But yeah, I'm glad I did it. Yeah. You know. So. All right, man. We have one trailer tonight. Yes, sir. Bullet train with Brad Pitt. We have a heist movie. Another one of your. I know. One, one of you and Ann's favorites.
1: It's a heist movie, but it's like it's also like uh, Brad Pitt's giving uh, his his turn at like a John Wick. Kind
0: of character, (laughs) and you have Sandra Bullock, so it's like speed. (laughs) Yeah, it's well. It starts with the ever familiar trailer to the trailer, right? Yeah, so we got that going. So this one's this one's bookended, don't
1: you think? It feels like there's a
0: little bit, yeah, yeah. I know there's a trailer to trailer, and then there's like a little denouement at the end, you know? Right. And the crazy thing about it, though, so takes place in Japan. Mm -hmm. You know, they show you Mount Fuji right there at the at the start, right? Beautiful, yeah. And you don't see a Japanese person. The trailer's <laughs> 235. You don't see a Japanese person until it's that group of guys standing there, like right. that mob, the Japanese mob guys, whatever, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh Uh a- until a minute 40. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like British actors, like, I don't know, African actor, maybe? The guy is like kind of a, a, an African accent yeah. or something, or I don't know, but... But yeah, there's like all these. It's international. B- international, totally, yeah. And yeah, you don't see. It's in Japan. You don't see anyone Japanese for a minute forty. Crazy.
1: But it's a beautiful Mount Mount. What is it? What What is it? Mount Fuji? No. Yeah. Yeah. Fuji. Beautiful. Beautiful mountain and a beautiful train like the train. You know. Right. Two very iconic Japanese uh, things: the old and the new.
0: And you know, Clarissa the other night was it? I guess last night we were sitting drinking that ale, Uh-huh. and she said, "Oh, I don't know what we're." going to do next year because we wanted to go to europe again you know and right i said well there's other places in the world you can go <laughs> and i said how about japan you know and oh man everybody
1: that i know has been to japan loves it and i know yeah i know bryce wants to go so badly you know because he's into the anime stuff and you know right right oh that's a good point So are the boys you know yeah so you know are you have you have, the boys haven't traveled anywhere Yet, right? Like not out of country. Yeah. So
0: do they have the passports yet? No, they don't. Okay. So I would because um, I was going to wait until like a trip got closer because I think at this age, it's what? Oh, yeah. They're they're like every two years or three years or something. Three years. I think it's only three years at that age. Yeah. So maybe we could get two uses out of it instead of one or. Yeah. You got to plan the trip and then get the get them. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But the director is David Licht or li- li- Lit or li- <laughs> I, Like. I don't even know how to pronounce it, but it has a Guy Ritchie feel, doesn't it? Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. So at first I thought it was Guy Ritchie. Uh-huh. And then I looked it up and it's David Liked. Liked. Licked. Li- 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 I don't know. He's. It's like a German name or something. Yeah. I mean, you know, it feels like
1: uh, it feels like, an, an, you know, a stunt guy, an action guy choreographer like you know
0: yeah i love the i love the fight scenes though because all all the fight scenes Mm -hmm. they have this like edge of comedy to them yeah you know they're in the quiet car (laughs) but they're they're like it's like a kick to the nuts and and they're like trying to be quiet during the getting like hitting each other and stuff and i mean yeah it just it has a it has a fun air of comedic relief within whatever their heist is uh, you know whatever that is but right oh
1: man so i was you know we we hit it on the head here john wick producer he's executive producer john wick okay yeah and looks like he's a stunt what is he stunt stunt choreographer action choreographer look at you stunt coordinator yeah so we is right on right up the, you know these these are the guys that get it you know <laughs> they're like oh you want to direct? We'll give you this like thing, and it's it's amazing. I think they 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 learn a lot at you know under the 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 crews of these other bigger Deadpool Two. I guess he's like. He's also like an actor. I guess he does some in front of the camera stuff. He's a helicopter
0: pilot. So maybe that's just his uh, role in Fast and the Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> and what I like, too, is with the choreography, you know, not only are the the fight scenes, you know, they have like a comedic flair to them and stuff. But the way they choreograph it, the, the way the way the choreography is in these small spaces because they're supposed to be on a train. Right. So the rooms are really tiny and it makes the fight scenes even that much better because everybody's like so close quarters. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: I mean I I think the there's there's a um the bus the bus fight scene in um Shang Chi, okay, is a great a great fight scene. Uh, have you seen Shang Chi yet, or no? I have not. Oh man, it's on it's on Disney Plus. You got to watch that. Yeah, well, okay, maybe we'll watch it with the kids. The kids, we'll do it tomorrow the kids, night. The, the kids we'll will, will love night. it. The kids would love it. Yeah, um, great action movie. You know, it's got it's got martial arts and action, uh, and then no, I heard nobody has a scene that's a bus action scene, and that that whole you know confining action in a bus or in a train it like you said it's a great thing um to to do you know oh look at this look uh, he's a he's a stunt double he was a stunt double it just just glanced up he's a stunt double for Brad Pitt in Fight Club
0: oh no way
1: that's amazing <laughs> <laughs> uncredited uncredited stunt double for Brad Pitt in Fight Club I and mean, you know makes sense you know you you tap your, <laughs> your guy how how amazing is that you go from you know, all that, and I guess he was a second unit director for Captain America Civil War, and he's, you know, he's tons, tons of credit. Yeah,
0: tons of credit all over. He's all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has uh, he has his uh, stunt chops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, bullet train. It's a no-brainer. This is something that's in in all our wheelhouse, I think. Fun action. Right. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to the theater for this now that we're back to theater talk and everything and and masks mandates are lifted and such. But definitely a a watch. I mean, if I had to guess, it's going to probably land, like, on an HBO Max or something. Okay. You know, that'd be my guess. Like, after the theater, it'll be, like, an HBO Max. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... One thing I want to talk about too is when shows drop all at once mm-hmm. versus the weekly trickle. Yes. So we watched Servant on Apple Apple TV Plus. Okay. And we got caught up, you know, t- cuz they're like bite-sized, they're like 30 yeah. minutes. So we'd watch like four we f- we'd watch about four a week and uh and I say that because we were watching them on the trainer so our trainer session we get two in you know and, yeah. and so on they're,
1: rid- they're they're getting ridiculous a little bit
0: i wouldn't know no oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what i'm getting at though so you get caught up because we we were binging as we were watching and then we get caught up and it's like well it's a 30 minute but we're doing an hour workout so we'll wait till next week and Then we could do two of them back to back. Right. Well, by that point, we started watching Severance.
1: Uh huh. Okay.
0: You know, one thing leads to another. Like you start forgetting about the show. Right. So if they kept it, if they if they just dropped them all at once, we would have binged it all at once. You know, or maybe not all at once, but like over the course of a few weeks, and we would have got the show in. Now I'm at the point like I couldn't care less about it. I don't want to go back. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm already into something else because like one a week is just and then, you know, I don't know. It's like I don't know why they do that. It's at your own
1: pace. It's at your own pace, right? Exactly. So I think they, they do it to kind of stretch
0: you out. It's when I have time at my pace.
1: Yeah, they're trying to stretch you out over over their subscription time, you know, keep you subscribed.
0: So they don't want you unsubscribing to jump over to like Hulu. Yeah. And then jumping back. I got gotcha. you
1: right and I think they're more concerned about you watching a show that you like than, than canceling the subscription and then not not coming back.
0: Until that show comes back again.
1: Until that show comes back in. And then, you you know, like, I guess they, their thought is if you keep it for two months because it's, you know, the show's 10 weeks or eight weeks. Then something else is bound to come out. And maybe something will come out that'll catch your eye or do something and then... And then you'll you'll stick around. Yeah, but yeah, but I agree. I think the whole idea of batch releases, you know, letting people watch things at their own pace, it's really it's really kind of you know I I don't know I'm I'm, I'm struggling with it.
0: Yeah, I think the time of Tuesday night at eight whatever that show would have been in like 86 or something. Right. Yeah. Like that era, I think is a thing of the past. You know, when you look at prime time and stuff, I know prime time is still a thing and everything. Right. But I think that's why prime time slots now are more like dancing with the stars. Yeah. That's all the live. Yeah. The
1: pseudo unscripted. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, it's all the junk stuff that doesn't really require writing and everything. Yeah, and anything that's worth its salt in entertainment is on HBO or it's on Netflix or. So here,
1: since but but since you mentioned Severance and uh, and Servant. Uh do you do you feel like there's a theme going on over at Apple TV Plus? There's like it's so dark and so depressing and it's just like Oh. I mean to to me Sever- are you caught up on Severance?
0: We watched the first two episodes. Okay. So there's what three out I think, right? It's some of the darkest uh
1: satire
0: going like you know what I mean it's like oh yeah it's so dark I love it I love it start though because you're like you're, you're you don't know what's going on you're caught off guard right and then when you figure out what's going on you're like oh okay so like it's it's not severance like severance pay or something it's
1: uh it's physical severance in your brain.
0: <laughs> yeah. I know. Insane. It is insane. But
1: But I love I love the I love the idea of saying like, you know, there's plenty of things that you do at work and you're like, oh, this work stuff that I'm doing is secret. You know what I mean? But how do they keep it secret? You know, I'm gonna come home and tell my kids and tell my wife, and they're like, they're they're sworn to secrecy because they can't, you know, don't want daddy to lose his job and stuff, you know.
0: So, but see, and the other side of it is, yes, there's the secret side of it, but it's also they don't want what's going on on the outside to come in and interfere with your work, right? Right? They don't want like family drama to come in and keep you from being productive.
1: And then, and yet, and yet, it seems like our main character is kind of doing it. He he severed to 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 dull his home pain, you know, his <laughs> his real life pain. And right, yeah. And this this woman doesn't know why she did it. And and yet, everything set up. the The cinematography is is again very very Mister Robot. Very you know the beginning of of servant. It's it has that cinemata, cinema 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 cinematography that's just very purpose driven and 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 part of the storytelling so I love I love that
0: and I do enjoy like the minimalist sterile environment they work in yeah and they make mention of it when he's with the carpet sweeper <laughs> and he's like it's like there's nothing in the thing but the four desks right. and it's super minimal sterile right and he's there carpet sweeping <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah it's just it's it's really well done,
1: and then the amb- and the ambiguity of what they're doing. You know what I mean? It's like nobody knows what they're doing, but they see the numbers. I found a number I found four. A four. I, I got that, and four they're out. freaking out
0: over it. <laughs> it. But they don't even know why. That's just yeah, it's just some code they're cracking yeah. or something. So yeah, it's very good. So the next season of Space Force is out. I I I've been I've been tempted many times we did the first episode okay it's cute you know i mean that's the best way to describe it i don't know
1: it was a little it was a little uh the first season was very much more vulgar than i expected it to be
0: yeah so far it's not as vulgar yeah but it's 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 it, it could go down that path <laughs> any <edit>. minute <laughs> they're still yeah they're still with the language they're still doing you know i mean it's it picked up where it right. left off really um clifford the big red dog Oh, okay good so we, yeah we saw that and the boys liked it it was cute you know it's it's clifford the big red dog you know i mean it's like you take it at face value it, it is what it is <laughs> and uh Another viewing of The Force Awakens, you know, and J.J. Abrams ruining Star Wars, making Aww. it, you know, an action <laughs> flick rather than Star Wars. Right. One that I want to say, and then the one for mm-hmm. you that could be either treadmill fodder. Okay. Or it could be Tesla fodder is The Dirt. Have you seen it? No. It's uh, it's a movie, but it's a rockumentary. <laughs> I thought it was a documentary, right? Like a full-on documentary, but it's it's a movie, so I, it's like a rockumentary about Motley Crue. Mm. Dude, it was awesome. The dirt. Yeah. Okay. The dirt. And Clarissa really enjoyed it. Um, I would say probably not for kids. (laughs) Uh, You know, I mean, sex, drugs, and rock and roll, and it's all of it. Right. And the way they do the camera work, when Tommy Lee comes back and he describes, like, what his typical day on tour is uh-huh. and when, when the show's over and he's partying and he lands in bed at like 6am and all that goes through the night of partying, the drugs, the, yeah, the women, the booze and drinking, destroying his room, <laughs> smashing televisions, you know, and the way they do the camera work and the way the camera's like spinning all like Off axis, okay, disorienting. It really gives you the vibe like you're fucked (laughs) up. You know what I mean? Like, and you're the one who's just, like, drunk out of your mind. And, right, right. And all that. So the camera work in some of these scenes is is really good. They have, like, a six-, seven-year-old girl, in you know, uh, Vince Neal's daughter. Mm-hmm. And she does a great job with her acting. Okay. And uh, I don't want to give anything away about it, but she does a great job. And uh, minor role, but a big part. An hour? What is it? Uh, hour 40, hour 50. Maybe I think it's an hour 50. So but yeah, it was great. I I, I really enjoyed it. And it's it. And what they do is they break the fourth wall a lot. Uh And I think the good thing about it is when you watch documentaries or like uh, or movies based on fact, let's say. Right. They never get it right because they take artistic license. Yeah. To fill in the blanks because they have an hour and a half or two hours to tell a story that spans like 20 or 30 years. Mm -hmm. So they got to fill in what they could fill in where they fill it in. And in the movie, they do that, of course. But they take time out and say, that's really not how it happened. Okay. But we have to fit it in here. (laughs) So here's how it really happened. And they give like a 30 second rundown on how this thing actually took place. Oh, wow. And then they're like, all right, now back to our story. (laughs) And then like, it goes back to like how it fits in and everything. So they did a great job with it. I mean, I love the writing. And the directing and everything. And then the last thing I watched today was uh, "Winter on Fire": Ukraine's fight for freedom in 2015.
1: Oh, okay, that's Netflix, right? That's the Netflix. It's on Netflix, but it's free. You could watch it on YouTube. You could watch it anywhere.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I think they just put it on YouTube, and it's it's subtitled it's insane you know i mean these are some crazy strong people yeah you know who just want their freedom and they're not going to give up for anything
1: and you've heard the have you heard the stories on the other side on the russian side where some of the soldiers don't know where they are where they're being deployed yeah i have and they think they're then they're and supposedly they're being told it's some training mission and
0: it's not it's the, you know it's this this brutal yeah they don't even know what they're doing yeah it's it's Totally insane. But yeah, the you, the winter on fire, though, man, like, yeah, it's 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 what set the stage for today, more or less. Mm-hmm. You know, Putin's puppet government right. that he had in and then the people like rejected it. And, you know, it was it was insane. I mean, so sad of a story. Super impactful, powerful. Right. And. Like, right on the nose of where we are today. Ugh. And, like, yeah, to see the devastation and stuff. But anyway, that's what we watched. And uh, I would highly recommend The Dirt. The Dirt. I wrote it down here. Yeah, Space Force is. You know, if you got time. There
1: they're You're only one episode in. You'll we'll see.
0: Yeah, they're thirty minutes. Um, I'll definitely keep going with Severance. I'll get back to servant, you know, yeah. at some point.
1: When when he when he's at the Christmas party and he ODs in the bathroom. <laughs> I was just like I was like, This is ridiculous, you know? So where are you in it? Are are you all I'm literally right there. I'm just I did the first two episodes of the season, so I'm I'm
0: right after the O D. Oh, okay. So You're not in the third episode or in the third season yet.
1: No, I think I think this is like the O.D. The. Oh, is that the third season? I think it's the first or second episode in the third season, I
0: think. Okay, you know, you might be right about that. I don't know. But yeah, there's two there's two episodes. The the last the two most recent we haven't seen yet.
1: I I was I was trying to watch uh, Severance. And it's such so dark and so quiet and so subdued, yeah, that if I'm watching it in bed at all i'm I'm out in two minutes Exactly. so I try to watch it during the day, <laughs> and I actually tried to watch it when I was uh laid up in bed uh with the food poisoning, and even though its it was like eleven o'clock in the morning and i was I was in bed, I was still your body's my, was wrecked, wrecked, so I fell asleep at the right of it. <laughs> So, yeah, so I I have to do some rewatching of Severance. And and also, it's just it's it's a little heavy, like the subject matters and stuff. So I was I said when I was away, I was I was like, Kim's Convenience is just perfect. It's just like it's bite size. It's 20 minutes. Kim's Convenience? Kim's Convenience. It's a. What platform? Netflix. And it's a Canadian sitcom with. Shang-Chi, not Shang-Chi, but yeah, Shang-Chi's lead actor is kind of like one of the main characters in like a Korean family living in Canada and uh, making their way through Canadian life. And it's just it's amazing. It's good. It's funny good for the whole family you know
0: like 30 minutes or what is that what they are t- 20 minutes
1: 20 minutes in and
0: out like 22 minutes whatever if you yeah yeah it's under it's
1: under that you could skip the skip the titles cr- credits and the credits so it's like 20 minutes easy you know in an hour we watch three of them and it's and now so i've finished it while i was away I came home and I was like, oh, this is, you know, we don't have anything as a family to watch. So we can, so we started doing that and we're about five or six episodes in as a family and, and I love it. The kids, the kids roll and (laughs) they're, they're
0: laughing the whole time. So is it like when cultures collide sort of a thing?
1: It is. There's a little bit of the cultures colliding and I guess I just, I love, you know, (laughs) it sounds so weird, but. Yeah. I mean, the Korean culture, it's very strong in this and it is a, um, a great platform for it. You know, he has, he's, he runs a convenience store. He lives above it, the uh, husband and wife, and they have two children and the, their oldest child is, uh is a little estranged from the family and their youngest child's a girl who's in, uh, in art school, you know, like, I guess their, their idea, they're part of college, you know, and it's, and there's little Canadian things where it's, they say, sorry, sorry, instead of sorry.
0: Oh yeah. Sorry. Right.
1: (laughs) And they don't, and I would, I would think that they would say about a boat, but they don't, they don't, they don't say that as much as they say, sorry. That's funny. So I I watched that, uh, and now we're watching it as a family.
0: Really quick, my roommate in the army, uh-huh. when I, you know living in the barracks and everything, he was uh, Korean, uh-huh. and he was in the Rock Army before the U.S. Army. The what army? And the Rock Army, yeah, uh, Republic of Korea. Oh, okay,
1: so he was from. He was a Korean from, okay. He
0: was Korean, Korean.
1: Not this not this first generation American Korean.
0: No, no, no. His English was terrible. Okay. <laughs> so so he takes the bus down to L.A. one day, because we were at Fort Irwin. So he takes the bus down to L.A. one day and, you know, to go swear in to become a U.S. citizen and everything, right? Awesome, yeah. So he comes back. I see him in the hallway. I, you know, everybody in the Army is... You you talk, you you talk to him about you like you address them by their yeah, last name course. for the most part, right? So I'm like, Kim, man, congratulations. You know, I gave him a big hug and everything. And I said, oh, you're American citizen, you know. And uh-huh. and he said, you know, and he said, yeah. And he changed his name. I said, you changed your name. So his name was Young Kim. Uh-huh. Right. So I said, well, what did you change your name to? And he said, Young Korea Kim. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, Wait, so you gave yourself the middle name of Korea? Uh-huh. And his reasoning was, so people knew he was from Korea. <laughs> and I told him, I said, I said, I don't think they would ever question. Because he had, like, this, like, super thick uh... Korean accent. Obviously, he looks Korean, yeah, right? Yeah. And I told him, I said, Kim, I don't think they will ever question There's... whether or not you're Korean. <laughs> young korea i can't Kim. put I mean, my finger great. on it but <laughs> oh
1: your <laughs> name your name okay you got it. you put korea in there
0: yeah good Thank thing you have goodness. that middle name because i never would have <laughs> i would have it would have been right over me you know yeah it was it was pretty funny but Anyway, sorry to derail your what you're watching.
1: No, no, that's cool. Uh, we actually got to the theater last weekend,
0: and uh,
1: before I left, we saw Uncharted.
0: Uncharted. Wait, that sounds familiar. We covered it.
1: We 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 covered it for sure. Uh, when did we cover it? We covered it on episode 175.
0: 175.
1: Our our big our big episode where we had we had we had like nine trailers. And it was one of one of the oh that episode we covered on that one
0: yeah episode one seventy five had all those trailers (laughs) I remember that so what was your uh, give uh, you know a note or two
1: it's it's a it's a movie from a game so it feels like that Uh, you know it's an actioner kind of a heist it has some heist to it but it's much more action the heists are kind of light and and just running around so it it matches the red notice feel it matches any of the other action heavy films Uh, it was neat to see it in the theater but, you know, probably could have waited <laughs> if we didn't have Audrey chomping at the bit to see uh, shirtless Tom Holland, like doing uh, pull ups and stuff before he <laughs> before he goes to bed. Uh, <laughs> then it wouldn't probably wouldn't have seen that in the theater. Um, so then we saw that. And then right before I left for um, Florida, I said, you know, one last night with the family. Let's watch Rogue One. So I got another Rogue One viewing in.
0: There you go. There you go.
1: Uh, I guess we're trying to turn Bryce... Well, Bryce Bryce discovered, and he likes the new Star Trek movies. Oh, okay. So we saw Star Trek Into Darkness. Now, were those
0: the J.J. Abrams ones?
1: Those are also J.J. Abrams, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But for some reason, we can't find Star Trek, the first J.J. Abrams one. It, you have to buy it or rent it or something, so we, we kind of just poked around and we found uh into darkness which we watched before i went away and then when we came when i came back we watched star trek beyond which i think star trek beyond is one of my favorites of the of the new of the new ones
0: so you say bryce is liking star trek what is like what is the draw what is his critique or what like what is it that he likes about it he
1: you know he likes the dynamic the dynamics of the the crew that, you know, the whole idea of Captain Kirk, Spock, uh, you know, Bones and all all those. Yeah,
0: McCoy, yeah, uh, right.
1: Scotty, all those those core archetypal characters that, you know, from the storytelling, you know, so I think he he just likes their interaction and the way they play off each other, which is great. You know what I mean? I think it's it's something that it's very different from, you know, you're talking about the Star Wars saga, you know, it's very it's so different from it. And yet it has this new thing oh and and then he kept saying, "What he was saying something about money. He was like, "How much do you think these captains get paid or something like that? you know, like as if it were real yeah like if if you know if you were okay. if you were in Starfleet, like what would you?" What would you get? What's the pay scale, you know? He's big into he's big into like what people make and stuff.
0: Well, it would be nothing because the way Gene Roddenberry wrote it, it was like more of a barter system.
1: I said nobody works any nobody works for money anymore. I said money's a construct. You know, in the future that this describes, everybody is provided for. So it's basically universal basic income. And they work for the cause. And you do what you want to do and his mind was blown and he was like this is the utopian future and i'm like yeah you know it is a type of utopian future you know
0: (laughs) i mean getting it on with green
1: living like you
0: know with every with every kind of
1: alien you could get with yeah
0: oh man man could dream man could dream
1: (laughs) and then we also watched uh what did we watch oh here's something i watched on my own um Kind of because I ran out of stuff to watch during work and I was, you know, building my air tables.
0: <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm watching stuff instead of working. I mean, watching it while I'm working. Like, it doesn't even make sense. I ran out of stuff to watch at
1: work. No, when I'm building my air tables, I need a little background, you know, a little background. Yeah, little, no, I got you. You know, air table fodder, I guess we should call it. Right. And Kim's Convenience was a perfect air table fodder because, you know, you just kind of listen to it, watch it, whatever. But it's called Douglas Across Five Speeches, and it's um, it's uh, Frederick Douglass and five speeches that he did. So it's documentary style. It's a documentary style. It's very similar to the Will Smith documentary, where it has very famous African American actors reading and reciting parts of uh, a very famous. Frederick Douglass speeches
0: oh okay I got gotcha. you
1: yeah it's great it's on HBO so you can you could if you're... are you gonna get HBO Max when are you gonna get HBO Max you gotta get that soon
0: oh I don't know probably in the next uh, few weeks I'm assuming because
1: when when is we gotta find out when is that uh Game of Thrones pre prequel I
0: think that's in April
1: so there you go so it'll,
0: you'll, you'll get on that for that right oh 100% yeah
1: okay okay great because there's tons of stuff to watch on on HBO Max I think you know, and and there's a lot of double up stuff, you know, that's on HBO and on Disney Plus. So they must they must have been a Fox, uh twentieth century Fox deal with HBO before the whole or during the whole thing. So like Ron's Gone Wrong and Free Guy are both on both Disney Plus and on uh HBO Max. Uh but the one thing that I was watching that was uh That was the Tesla fodder that I was like, oh, you know, I watch a lot of Netflix comedies in the Tesla because you can kind of turn it on.
0: I remember you were saying that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I turned on the Ali Wong's Don Wong. (laughs) And I was just like, I, I was like, you know, I like her comedy. I like her stand up and I'm just watching it. And I was and I was so like embarrassed by her. And I am just like I don't I'm not a prude or anything, but she's just talking about like uh we like <laughs> just like very sexual discussion, you know, and I'm like, oh, it's it's kind of interesting, but it's like I would never watch it with. Audrey and I wouldn't even play it with Ann in the room because Ann just wouldn't find it funny at all, you know, like a lot of blowjob talk, you know. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, yeah, this is great. This is perfect for the me and the Tesla because I'm all alone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blowjob talk when I'm alone, <laughs> but I'm in a car where anybody can walk up at any time, so it's not like, you
0: know, <laughs> what that would that never stop anyone, <laughs> you know. Um, one other thing that I watched, too, was uh, we covered it, and I don't even know the, ep- uh, the episode, but uh, Downfall, the case against Boeing.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. We only talked about
0: that recently. Yeah. And uh, that was so depressing.
1: Oh, uh, I was about to watch that on the plane on the way back.
0: Oh, man. No way. <laughs> it's, it's like... More than a story of you know, the 737 Max and its problems. Right. It's just a story of corporate greed. That's why I say it's depressing. I mean, obviously, people died and, you know, in plane crashes and such. And that in and of itself is like the -the on-the-nose, sad, depressing part about it. But I think it's just more of the corporate greed, the lying, the cover-ups, for no other reason than to protect, like, a stock price. Yeah. You know, over, like however many hundreds of dead people you know it's like it's just it's so disgusting at times you know these companies ought to get what they deserve you know and it's just it's just it's it's so maddening but yeah that was one i mean if you you know it's it's worth a watch but if you're not into like let me get angry at corporate america (laughs) kind of a documentary then you could also pass on it too you know right
1: yeah if you want to get if you want to get uh generally angry at corporate America then watch Severance.
0: You know what I mean? It's almost like
1: it's, it's almost very, like Severance yeah, exactly. is the macro uh argument against big business,
0: you know, and then <laughs> Well, it's stealing, yeah, employee agents. Yeah, exactly. And- but they choose to go in for whatever the reason, right? Well,
1: not the new girl. The new girl's like she's trying to get out and she's trying to sneak smuggle words out. You know what I mean? It's like, right, right. It's just the most ridiculous stuff, you know. Uh, but I, I haven't watched it yet. But were you into any of the Marvel shows that were on Netflix? Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Daredevil,
0: all those. Oh, oh, those shows. Okay. Well, we did watch Daredevil. Daredevil was the first one. Yeah. I watched definitely a couple seasons of that. Yeah, very good. Uh the Punisher? We did that. Jessica Jones, I watched uh, a season. Did not do that. And then there's also The Flash, but that's DC. That's DC. That's
1: that's different. Luke Luke Cage. You probably didn't do Luke Cage. Did not do Luke Cage. I watched a little bit of Iron Fist. Well, anyway, as of March 1st, they're all off of, of Netflix.
0: So that was uh, five days ago as of this recording. Right. And
1: then it was announced recently that as of March 16th, they will be all on Disney Plus. On Disney
0: Plus. Wow. And some of those are kind of dark and such.
1: Yeah. So it's interesting they they're going there and they're going to be under the Marvel banner in Disney Plus. So I don't know. I'm I'm going to probably check out. Was the Punisher good? I think the Punisher was something that I wanted to watch that I didn't.
0: Yeah. I mean, I like the the character of the Punisher. You know, the I I don't know his name, but he was also in the first season of The Walking Dead.
1: Oh yeah. That's right. That's right. He was in the Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh huh. I like his character. Yeah. He's just this guy that's, I mean, he's the punisher, you know?
1: (laughs) I think you'd like Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones kind of has that, uh, it has a neat darkness to it, but it's, it's, it's a light, dark kind of thing where it's, it's not, it, it has a balance to it. That's what it is. And it has David Tennant in it as the bad guy.
0: Oh, Okay. Yeah. So when we look at Marvel and like you said, it's jumping from Netflix over to Disney and some of the Marvel is, you know, there's different studios, you know, Sony studios. And, you know, we've talked about that with uh, Spider-Man and, you know, and it's always confusing to me on who owns what and why is it on this platform and not that platform. And where does this particular movie (laughs) fit in relation to all the other Spider-Mans? And yeah, it's just it's so confusing. But those series, when considered with regard to the movies and everything, and I know Marvel has something like 6,500 characters or some, or whatever it is. Right. Is this canon, I mean, I would assume it is, but does it fit into the Marvel Universe as we know it with regard to like the Kevin Feige's and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, I think there was, there, there was initially a talk uh, that it was not canon when it was when it was first being produced in with Netflix.
0: Well, is it canon? In so far as like, if you think about Daredevil within the Daredevil universe, if you think about it that way, it's canon, but not in in not when it fits into the Iron Man's and Thor and all that. Well,
1: I think so. Daredevil is very unique. I think we, you know, Disney definitely showed that this was coming with the Spider-Man Far From Home has Daredevil in it, and then Hawkeye has kingpin in it from daredevil you know what i mean so it's like we're right we are already hinted at the two of them being you know in in the actual canon of the marvel cinematic universe and they make mention in jessica jones of You know, them being in the wrong side of New York, you know, Hell's Kitchen or whatever, and not in the not in the stark part of Manhattan or anything, you know, like we're in the poorer part of New York City, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it's interesting to have that. And I think I think it's definitely canon. And now that it's outside of the clutches of Netflix, they can Kevin Feige can be a little more open about
0: it and they can write it in however they want to incorporate it exactly exactly yeah and you said that daredevil was in spider-man yes spoiler alert sorry is was it the same actor
1: same actor yeah okay
0: very cool.
1: And he didn't. And he didn't don uh, his you know daredevil suit. He was playing a lawyer for for uh, Peter Parker, kind of in the beginning of it all.
0: Oh right, but he was still blind and everything.
1: He was still blind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he still and he still had mad reflexes. You know, so you know, somebody threw like a brick at spy at Spider Man through in his apartment. And before Spidey could, you know, use his Spidey sense to do anything, you know, uh, Daredevil reaches out and grabs it. So no, so Daredevil showcased a little bit of his his
0: prowess without without his suit, you know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, and I think bring it all under the umbrella of Marvel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, why not? It's all Marvel at some point. It's all I mean, they like I said, they have their sixty five hundred (laughs) ish characters. And the more that's produced and the more that's distributed, you may as well (laughs) just get it all in in one library instead of like all over the place. I mean, and that's
1: I'm still waiting for your doorman to come out, you know?
0: Right? Isn't that the guy that you love? Doorman. (laughs) Yeah, doorman. Yeah, he's like a teleporter or something. Yeah, insane. But, you know, I guess the other side of it, though, is would Sony ever sell the rights to Disney to put it up on uh, Disney Plus or whatever? I mean, how how does that fit in? And then if you watch it all, like if you think about it, start from the beginning and just go through and like put it all in order. Right, right.
1: Well, yeah, I think we have we have this Mor- Morbius coming out which is in the Spider-Man cinematic universe which is the Sony part of it. You have kind of what is it, the Sinister 6, I believe, is the, you know, with Venom and Carnage and all those all the bad guys from from Spider-Man. So, I think I think the Spider-Man cinematic universe is 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 strictly, you know, very strong in Sony and like you said they're never going to I don't think they're going to release they're going to Release it, too.
0: And would Deadpool ever land on Disney?
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it will. I think it will.
0: Really? As vulgar and crass as it is? Yeah, I think so.
1: Is, is it not there now?
0: I, I don't even know. I mean, I guess at some point, you know, when you think about Disney, it's like the Disney side of Disney Plus is Disney.
1: <laughs> there's Disney branded television. And then there's branded Marvel
0: branded Content. That's what I mean. So, uh, as with Netflix, for as an example, and even HBO Max, right? Yeah. HBO has like Sesame Street and right. You know, they have all kinds of kids programming. It's not just you know skin flicks like it was in like the (laughs) eighties. Well, that was Skinamax. That was Skinamax back in the day. Skinamax. Yeah, I used to love like HBO and Showtime. Or or Cinemax, like after after ten o'clock. <laughs> and all of a sudden it's like, ooh, there we go. But yeah, yeah. So anything else you watch, uh, or does that pretty much wrap it up?
1: That wraps it up for me, I think. We wanted to see The Batman today, but Anne put a kibosh on that. She thought it was a little violent for Brycey. So I think uh Audrey and I might Oh yeah.
0: Well, yeah. What is he, seventh grade? He is Seventh grade, yes. Seventh grade. Too
1: dark of the Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, he's a brooding Dark Knight.
1: (laughs) Sorry, one other movie that we watched. Oh. French Dispatch today.
0: French Dispatch.
1: French Dispatch, the latest Wes Anderson flick. It's on HBO Max. It is amazing. It's riveting. It is beautiful little vignettes, uh, stories within stories, and the the cinematography. All
0: right, we're going to have to get HBO Max then.
1: Do you like? did you like Isle of Dogs? What what what's your favorite Wes Anderson?
0: Wait, Isle of Dogs, that was the cartoon,
1: right? Yeah, it's anim, it's the animated the uh, animated clay, claymation. Yeah, that was good. Uh, I like it. They that. had a fantastic right. Mr. Fox, which was also little claymation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh Moonrise Kingdom, which was live action.
0: Did not see that one.
1: Uh Darjeeling uh Express, what is it? The uh, the Budapest Grand Budapest Hotel. I haven't seen that.
0: No, haven't seen that one.
1: Well, anyway, he he is He Wes Anderson is just he sets up these these scenes and these these tableaus and then he just he just pans the camera over like from scene to scene and the skin's like the hairs on the back of my neck are rising. Cause it's just beautifully captured and it's almost, it, it, he has so many of these shots in the, in, in, in the French dispatch where there he's telling a story and there's a voiceover actress or, you know, Angelica Houston or, or uh, Francis McDormand or somebody else and there or uh, with the, Uh, Yeah, tons of these great known actors giving this beautiful voiceover to the story. So the words are beautifully written. And then these scenes play out where the live action actors are holding holding a position and they've captured this action as if it's a still picture, like bottles are flying through the air and bricks are flying in this riot that they've captured. But the actors are just holding their position and it's clear that they're breathing and they're kind of, they're moving the little bit that, that you would move if you were like told, told to freeze, you know, if you're playing like freeze tag or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And yet they've hung things in the background, in the, in the foreground, in the background, like trays of food flying and all this other stuff. And it's just this. It's it's just this scenery and storytelling that just you can just consume it in every possible. It's like mentally occupying and and ocularly, you know, and interesting. And it's written and it's mostly done in four by three. It's done in a very square presentation and every now and black and, and it mixes black and white. And it goes to color when it feels like it's, you know, it's doing something. And Benicio del Toro plays an insane asylum inmate. Who's also a well renowned artist, you know what I mean? So he's like he's he's painting a, a you know a nude and then he paints it on a concrete wall, you know what I mean? So it's like it's it's just it is the epitome of, you know, storytelling. And I, I was thinking today it's like I've been, you know, a fan of Wes Anderson's from the beginning, you know, Owen Wilson Wes Anderson, and Luke Wilson for to, to a lesser degree. They did this movie called Bottle Rocket, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it feels like a student film. It's just like this little heist movie, you know, a little nothing movie, but it's the beginning of Wes Anderson. And it's so much like a regular run of the mill nineties movie that you can't imagine that he has now gotten to the place where he's doing these high art, high level, amazing films like this. So Definitely, it's a must. It's a must watch.
0: And this is HBO Max, you said.
1: HBO Max now, yeah.
0: Yeah. And I was just looking up, and it looks like House of the Dragon uh-huh. isn't going to be released until Q, uh, Q3 and more than likely Q4. Uh,
1: they're going to push it. Uh.
0: Yeah, all the way to the end of 2022, man. It's like <laughs> brutal. But I think, I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on, on HBO. I think we might jump into that before then.
1: If you get AT and T mobile, yeah, uh, or if you get AT and T um, internet, you will, uh, you they'll give you
0: HBO for free. Yeah, I don't think we have it in this area. We have Comcast. Oh, you have Comcast. Okay. Yeah, so we have Comcast, and then our mobile, we have Comcast. Or well, I guess Xfinity mobile. So yeah, but whatever, it is what it is. <laughs> How'd your beer finish? Beer finished good i really enjoyed it it was uh what you would expect from a bach i mean it's like mild on the hop uh uh, you know ibu of 14 so i mean it's 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 super like non-floral non-bitter uh non piney i mean it's none of that stuff but it's like way more caramely uh you taste the 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 deep grains that are in there and and yeah it was um it was great i really enjoyed it how about yours how what yours? The session IPA.
1: Mine, mine went from a session IPA it was it was floral at the beginning, and now that it's warmed, it's just it feels like a straight up IPA. It's kind of a little more one note, which is okay. It's fine. And I looked it up. It says no IBU. What does that mean? Do you know what that means? It's just they're not they're not they're not tracking it.
0: They're probably just not telling you. Yeah,
1: because I was like, it definitely
0: has <laughs> bitter units. <laughs> yeah, the minute you add a hop, I mean, no matter how how minor the hop, right? Yeah, you have bittering. So in the IBU is the bittering. You know,
1: I, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take a little. Uh, uh, we're gonna give Untapped the website a note to say no IBU is the the wrong way to say what you're trying to say (laughs) it should say not, not tracked or something or not, not given or unknown unknown IBO
0: unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Unknown. They didn't tell (laughs) us, you know? So yeah. Um, but yeah, I would say as mine warmed, it became more like, like a caramel apple almost. Oh, wow. That's awesome. You know? Yeah, it was, it was good. I really enjoyed it. So,
1: oh, and then I had some, uh, I show I shared the Friday pictures with you of uh, me over at uh, Frank's house on the on the oysters. Oh, the so oysters! We had half we had dollar oh, oysters man. at um, oh. at uh, Whole Foods, and I went into Whole Foods to return some stuff for Amazon, and it, it worked because I returned stuff, and I was like, "Oh, it's Fish Friday! Got to get some fish for dinner." So I went over to the fishmonger within Whole Foods, and they got this whole section of you know, 10 different kinds of oysters. So who shucked them? We shucked them.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: And we only, Frank only stabbed himself once. So I think that's a pretty good, pretty good thing. <laughs> what did you get? A dozen? Got a dozen oysters and I put them on, put them in the fridge, you know, on some ice. And I was like, Oh, I'm going to come back for lunch for these, you know? And, uh, and I, and I was like, I was like, I know, I think Frank has some stuff and apparently he got you a, some shucking gear. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then when he got used to shucking gear, he's like, "Oh, I should pick up some of this of myself." So he got himself a couple of right. those knives. So he was using the clam one, and yeah. I was using the oyster shucker, and uh, and we, there some of them were really hard to get into.
0: I, you know, I do clams uh-huh. often enough, but I've never done oysters.
1: Yeah. And so next next week, next week, Friday, I think I'm going to do it again because there's enough varieties that I could go back and have a different kind. The barbecue oysters were the best. I think they were the biggest for sure.
0: You barbecued them?
1: No, they were just call- the, the style is like a barbecue oyster. That's just a mass. It's the monster. It's the big one. Oh, I got you.
0: You know, I should I should see like one of these days. Just clear- when you're at yeah, Alderson, do pick it. up some oysters. <laughs> like, yeah, we haven't. I mean, why not? Right. Just suck them down.
1: Oh my God. It was so, it was such, it was such a surprise. Frank, Frank was so happy. Like, you know what I mean? We, we never get to hang out, you know? And then, and then I was just like, Oh, I'll bring over a dozen oysters and just, uh, have, have, have a leftover uh, Super Bowl beer that I left over at their house. You know,
0: there you go. Yeah. No, I saw that. I was like, man, you guys are (laughs) lucky.
1: And I was still adventurous. I still did oysters, even after getting food poisoning last week. I was like, well, <laughs> right. It, exactly. it was an alligator. Oysters are a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And on that note. All
1: right. Have a good one. All right, Ted.
0: Yeah. You had food poisoning and I was <laughs> sucking down the, the laxative drink and uh, we both had the same experience. <laughs> yeah. Intentional. Mine was purposeful. <laughs> All right, man. You have a good night. All right. Have a good one. Later. Bye.
1: Next week, join Jim and Ted as they disarm another Hollywood bomb or marketing masterpiece. Remember, the holy trinity of podcasting. Subscribe, like, share. Special thanks to Jeremy Kent Jackson for the
0: voiceover and Rahelio for the music.